You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's about money and you know me and money. I love talking about money, even though I get in lots of trouble for it and we'll talk about that as well. So with me here, I have Kylie Anderson. Kylie's an online business strategist and one of the reasons I've been following Kylie for a long time and we've known each other in this online world for some time and she's one of the only people that talk about money as openly as me and as freely as me with no shame, you know, attached to it. And so we've always bonded over the kind of things we're doing. We're very similar in our outlook to things. So I'm really excited to talk to Kylie about money today. So welcome to the podcast, Kylie. Thanks, Lisa. Very happy to be here. And um, thanks for tuning in. Anyone listening in, look forward to starting a great conversation. Yeah. So let's talk, first of all, one of the things that we always talk about is the fact that we both get quite a lot of slack when we talk about money online. You've seen me do it every time I, I make money in a launch and, and I tell people how much money I've made and I break it down and I tell them where it comes from. And I get quite a lot of, oh, all she cares about is money. All she talks about is money. And when I'm in the newspapers, because I've done something in business that's gone well, all I get is, you know, usually men actually in the comments section saying mean things. In fact, in the last one, they were talking about how I've helped so many people during the pandemic make money because of the launch that I had. And the first comment was from a man saying, maybe she can now lose weight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because they can't cope with it. Like they, there are some men oh who can't cope with women making money. So you've had the same thing. Like you talk about money a lot online. Tell me your experiences with that. Yeah, uh, definitely the same. The personal tax is fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm a curvy woman and I own same my as. curves. Um, and, but it is, it's amazing how people have to react. And the only way they can react is quite often is with some sort of criticism. So, and it's a shame because it's a natural default for a lot of people. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's very visible. So it's like they can just attack you because they can. You know, it's not like you're hiding your secrets. It's like, no, I'm curvy, yeah? yeah. So, um, yeah, and for me, it's the same. It, it, and, it, and it really annoys me. And, you know, I get really passionate about this too, which when, when women put women down because there is so much of it across the industry and it just makes me cringe. Um, whereas, you know, we compete in various areas of what we do and, yeah, I'm one of the first ones to send you a message yeah. to praise you, to go, and I see it as a target. I'm like, well, if she can bloody do it, I can. And that's the way I've always seen stuff. So for me, but I do find it really interesting that people feel they have to lash out. Yeah. Um, they hide behind social media. They hide behind their screens and whatever else. And, you know, for me, money is just a resource to help people. That's the way I see it. And the more I can make, the more I can make a difference. That's it. Um, and one of my sayings is always if good women and good money, they do good things. And they do. That's, That's they my do. say. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do, yeah. do good things. And it is really interesting because as somebody that is, you know, an online strategist, the same as you, when we make money for ourselves or our clients, we talk about that fact that we've done it. And I do that. And I know you do the same thing to show people what's possible, because if they don't believe it's possible, when I was younger and I was like looking at people online, I never saw anybody that looked and sounded like me 
making lots of money. And so I didn't think it was possible because I couldn't see anybody that looked like me. And so now I'm really passionate about telling people, you know, I'm making lots of money so that they can see that they can too. But also, if I'm honest with you, I'm a kind of business strategist. If I went to somebody that was a fitness specialist and they were writing about how they were doing such and such marathon or how they'd just got two medals or, you know, how they'd just ran 20K, I'd be like, yeah, because you're a PT and now I want to like work with you because you're a PT and I can see that you're doing the thing that you're helping others to do. And you're talking about your clients who are also doing those things. And everybody's fine with that. Yet when it comes to money, you know, I'm showing people I can make money because that's what I'm helping them do. So it doesn't make sense for me not to talk about it. And yet all I see online at the moment, I saw another one yesterday, a lady that normally is, you know, a nice person, doesn't judge others, right? I am so sick of seeing people talk about how they're making six figures or seven figures in their business. But the people talking about those things are doing it because their job is to make money. Their job, what they are known for is doing that for other people. So isn't it right that they talk about those things? Yeah, totally. Exactly like you said, if anyone else in the industry was doing it in a different industry, like, oh, I just baked the best cake or, you know, hey, I've built this big, um, you know, building or whatever. I've just transformed this house. We do a lot of stuff in property, don't we? You know, I've just refurbished this house. I'm cool. We've made this profit. Brilliant. Talk about money. And it's like, no. Um, and I get that it's not about money because for I know for you, because I know I've known you for a long time as well, it's not about the money, it's about the impact it has when you get people realizing their own gifts and what they can do with it and how they can make the impact. But if you like you said, if I went to someone, we were talking about this this morning with someone, and I was like, um, there's a couple of big coaching industries which I just cringe at because I know most of the coaches on them are failed business coaches. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, I would never go and work with them under that industry because they're failed business coaches and they're teaching people how to build businesses. And I'm like, uh, they can't build their own business. Why would I want to go with them as a business coach? And so, and again, if I'm teaching people how to make money online, if I'm not making money online, why would you want to come and work with me? It's exactly. that. Like, it really is. You have to that. be able to share it. Yeah. 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 And yet it's always seen as, oh, they're showing off. They're shouting yeah. about that. And I think a lot of that comes from what we've been brought up being told about money. Like, you know, you shouldn't talk about money and it's, it's rude to kind of show that you're making money and those kind of things, which is a problem because we don't see men having the same issues as women talking about money. They just do. They own it. <laughs> You know, I have a very wealthy friend of mine who lives out in Dubai and I love him. And he always jokes with me because I'm like, he's bought another Rolex, you know. And I always joke with him, but baby, you've only got like two wrists. Like, you know, what can you do? And he was like, oh, yes, but I have one for every day of the week now. (laughs) His goal is to have one for every month. And I always joke with him, do you really want that or would you rather do something else with it? But again, I have fun with him with it. But again, there's no shame in him buying. Like there's no shame in him spending. There's no shame in his sharing. Everything he does. He's just like, I don't care. Like, whereas women, it's, it is, and it's ingrained in us so deeply. 
it is years of ingrainment, years of culture, years of, yeah, yeah. And ingrained that you shouldn't talk about money and women definitely not should have money. Like, oh, yeah. why should you? Imagine a yeah. woman, imagine if I went online and said, look, I've got a different Rolex for every day of the week. God, I'd get slapped for it. <laughs> there you go, there's a post for you. <laughs> I'm going to do it just to see what I get. Say, yeah, you can do it with your art. So we've got a piece of artwork for every day of the week. <laughs> it's funny how people see it. And I yeah. think that you're right in that it's been ingrained in us. And I think the whole culture around money is that men traditionally have managed it. And yes. so women being breadwinners and women having money is, I mean, I know for myself, when I started to make money, I did not know what to do with it. And you're quite passionate about teaching women that they need to actually invest money to be able to make, make that money work for them, which I'm really interested in because I was the same. I made money and I didn't really know what to do with it. And obviously I'd heard all the things that the normal kind of, you know, financial advisors that you see online say, which is like put it into a pension and maybe do a stock or a bond, but I didn't really understand any of it. I only got my first pension last year because I was so scared of trying to talk to like financial advisors about money because I thought, I wouldn't understand anything that they were talking to me about because it seemed like a whole minefield of different things. And so I can see why men are investing really well in all these different things and women can't and, and are not doing it as well. Yeah, so I think that, and that is, that's one of my pet passion projects on the side at the moment. So I'm looking at for something next year around called uh, Iconic Bowls International. Um, and the idea of it is to, like you said, there is a disparity going on with women and wealth. You know, like I said, there's people like you that have got these big pots of money going, well, I've got all this money now, what do I do with it? And I don't know how to invest in it. And then there's the other side of it, which I was saying to you earlier, was that the statistics wise around, especially in the UK, from a pension perspective, but also just going into their older age, there's a huge poverty line in relation to women because they are separated. They've never had um, pensions before. So there's a lot of women that are sort of over 50 that are now starting to go, okay, well, how am I going to survive in pensions? Because they don't necessarily have a plan for it. So I think there's this massive disparity going on as well. But yeah, and it's like you said, but again, it's the old age industry of the things that, you know, you've got money, what do you do with it? There's not necessarily, like you said, there's not necessarily people you want to go to for advice because it is a very male-dominated industry around pensions I think like I said the biggest one for me is around risk because women are ne not necessarily risk takers compared to men um, and that's where whereas I'm a bit like you I'm like oh I've got some stuff in crypto I've got the stuff in property I've got this and it's yeah. like so again it's it's the understanding the different types of investments and again I think it's because we don't talk about it because, you know we don't yeah. get out there and share what we do and yeah. we, don't, we certainly don't talk about it with our friends. Like no. I can't imagine Ugh. going to the pub with my female friends and going, oh, you know, like what kind of stuff are you investing at the moment or how much do you burn? Like I always say that, um, you know, you can talk about sex as much as you like with your friends and, and go as deep into that as you want to. But you talk about money and it's like, how dare you talk about money? How dare you ask me how much I'm earning? And I think if we did have an environment where, we are more open with it and we do talk about money more and we stop making it so taboo to talk about it. Then more women would make it first off. They would make yeah. more money because it would become a normal thing and they could ask questions about it, but also they would invest it in a better way than they're doing at the moment. I'm a big believer in investing in things that you can enjoy now that will make 
you money later. And yes, of course, I do the pension thing and I do the things that I'm supposed to do, the items <laughs> and all the rest of it, all the boring things that I've been told to do. But then I do do things like buy art, buy wines. I've got a wine collection that you can then... We will oh, I can't do that. I don't drinking it. <laughs> but that's the thing. Someone said to me, yeah, but what do you do? I said, well, it's kept somewhere. And she said, what if it doesn't make any money? I was like, then I'm going to have a really good party. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? And mm. things like watches and, and different kinds of ways of investing. And I think sometimes your average financial advisor aren't going to tell you about some of these ways. No, and especially not with women. And again, because if you go in to talk to them, they'll look at you like they do most women. Like, And that's the other thing as well, is like the concept of having a discussion with a female around money is they will treat you like you're an idiot. And I think that's the other thing as well. They will quite often. They'll go, yes, you should have a little pension. You should do this. It's like, well, actually, I want to do some riskier stuff. Um, And I think that is the thing. There's not enough channels for that yet. And I think that is the thing. I think that with the shift in what's going on around, um, you know, women entrepreneurs, all the money that's been created and you know there was a there was an article by one of the um american um platforms the other day uh, and they are i was trying to think of the name of them and i always forget names i'm terrible um but they're one of the biggest wealth management companies in america and they basically said that in america women will own they literally they will control the majority of wealth in the next three to five years so if you're not managing or marketing or dealing with women with wealth, you are in serious trouble moving forward in your businesses. I can um, see that happening. I can yeah. see so many women starting to very quickly make millions and millions of pounds. Like I can yeah. see it in my own business, you know, yeah. women that yeah. are rising up and making millions now. And I can see that happening. And it's a brilliant thing, but it's not a brilliant thing if we don't know what to do with it. One of the things that I was doing until my friend Spencer Lodge had a big go at me um, was keeping my money in a bank account. I literally had a million pounds sitting in a normal current account. And he was like... Do you know how what the percentage return of interest yeah. is on that? It's like nothing. Zero, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You could be doing so much with that money to make you more money. And so I've got a bit wiser and I've bought properties and I've just yesterday signed off a place in France that is literally so just a return on investment. That's all it's for. I'm not going to be using it. I'm, you know, a management company is going to be using it and giving me 6% every single month return on investment and that's much better than the one percent that I was getting in the bank so it's looking at different ways of doing things but I do think that um with the rise in coaching and the online industry and courses in the online industry there's more and more women making money and I know more and more women who don't know what to do with it yeah Um, so it is something that needs to be solved and yeah, and I think that, and again, it's like you said, I think that the the way that women think about investing as well and the way that they want to handle and they want to manage money is very different. And like you said, there's no channels for them to go and have those conversations because the more we talk about it, like you said, the more you get shut down. Um, it's like you're saying about friends. So I lost two good friends during lockdown because we were talking about money and stuff. And, of course, I was business-focused. I was stuck at home. What else am I going to do, you know? I had no life for a year. and um, But, again, it, it was the realisation that I earned their whole salary in a month you know and they yeah. couldn't cope with it they were like we can't cope with the conversations you're having and it's is like- that because of envy do you think or is that because of a I mean <laughs> I've seen people who like there are people definitely in my life that don't like me talking about my business and a lot of the time it's because 
the reality is they don't have the balls to do what some other people like me and others have done. And so sometimes it's a bit of that. It kind of shines a light up to themselves. Sometimes it's a bit of envy. But is it just, is there a lot of it just a, we don't want to talk about money? I think there's a bit of both. I think there are definitely just people out there that just, you know, no disrespect. There's people that are very happy with their cushy little lives. They cruise every day and they're happy to play at that level. And that's fine. Like, yeah. and that's the thing for me. And that's the thing. I never judge them. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so, because success is different for everyone. And somebody who doesn't exactly. have any money but has an amazing life, it's still they live on they live on literally government benefits and whatever else. And I never never judge them for that. I'm like, I've never tried to offer them to change their lives, never, never force what I do on them. It's interesting. Um, because for me, it's just that's my choice. My choice is to strive. I want to do something different. I still want to make a great legacy, and that's what's in me and ingrained in me. And I think that's the thing. And I think, but but yeah, it's it's all right to judge back the other way a lot of the times. It's like, well, actually, if you are trying to do something different, people will judge you quicker. And you're like, mm-hmm. why? I don't judge you for your life. If you want to sit there and just live for Fridays, great, live for Fridays. I don't. I live for life. Like, I want to do things. Um, and I think that that is definitely a, a mindset, unfortunately, that you see a lot of it. And, yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I've experienced that so many times. And I, I think yeah. I, I used to have a bit of that mindset, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up in, in council housing, I would see people that were doing well and kind of be like, oh, it like it's all right for them sort of thing. Sorry yeah. for them. To be fair, I think we've all said that somewhere yeah, along the line. Like I say it. that about you regularly. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for her. She's happily married. She's got a husband sports. Yeah, we all say that. <laughs> yeah, because we see these things and we don't realise the underneath of what it's taken to get there, I think, a lot of the time. And I think some yeah. of that is our fault. Because I think we can make it look easy online when actually in the first couple of years of having a business, it's really bloody hard. everything. Um, But it it can be seen to look easy. And that's why I'm starting to talk more and more about how how things are hard in the beginning. It's okay for it to be difficult in the beginning. Yeah. Um, because otherwise so what do you think is the difference in the shift like because I always find this fascinating so I always find that conversation fascinating around the shift in relation to people that kind of like you said they don't care about their circumstances they just go out there and do it and they've just decided that they want something different what do you think your difference was in relation to you obviously grew up in that sort of arena and you could have easily just stayed there you could have quite happily lived and cushy little life and just cruised along yeah I think there's always a thing that propels someone to get out of a situation so I think there's like it can be all so some people for instance have a near-death experience and it makes them like go right I'm my whole life is changing we only get one life it needs to be extraordinary I think for me it was adversity like because I was being bullied a lot when I was younger and because people were constantly telling me you're not going to be anything like this is who you are don't even try it because you're (laughs) perfect and all of these different things and and was like right well then I'm going to prove you wrong if that hadn't happened to me when I look back now if the bullying kind of didn't happen to me and the people weren't so awful to me I'm not sure I would have got that spark because I think it was but now I'm at this position where I've kind of proved everyone wrong the people online four years ago that told me that I would never work in this industry again all the people that were mean to me then which I know you know about because you were around at the time (laughs) yeah Yeah, like all of that happened to me and that pushed me on even further to to do some of the things that I've done in the last four years and now I feel like I'm no longer bothered 
by what any of them, I almost feel like I proved it to myself and therefore I've proved it to them that I can do whatever I need to do. And so actually now I need a different thing that's going to push me forward to get to whatever next stages I want to be. But I don't necessarily think it's money. And people often say that I'm all about the money and, and you know, and I'm not, I'm about freedom. And now that I've got to a certain stage, lots of people say to me, oh, are you trying to get to like eight figures now? And the reality is that n- no, I'm, I'm not bothered of just getting money for money's sake. I'm bothered for getting a life that I absolutely love. And if I get more money, is that going to make my life any better than it is now? The only thing it will do is allow me to help more people um, in the charities that I work with at the moment. And so, yes, to an extent, I want it because of that. But there is always a weighing up of what are you chasing it for now? And I think that sometimes people don't make money because they don't know what they're going to spend it on. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I had to challenge myself that around that last year. And it's funny because I did, I tripled my business. And again, it's the same thing because I was like, well, what is that milestone? What does that actually mean to me? And again, we don't celebrate when we get there quite often. And this is, uh, I think, a detriment to most entrepreneurs. They go, oh, we've hit that target. Now let's go again. Let's do the other one. Um, and because I changed why I was doing it, and it's like you said that I really got deeper into understanding my drivers then I'm like, okay, now I know where I want to go. But also, more importantly, is the impact I want to make. It's the difference I want to make. Um, you know, for me, I want to set up a foundation and I want to set up some sort of investment foundation for women. That's why I'm creating this Iconic Wealth Program and it's looking at, you know, really bringing women entrepreneurs into the spotlight who are doing really cool stuff to inspire other women to do it. Because like you said, they have to change limiting beliefs that they can actually even achieve this and we need to get that more mainstream but yeah for me it's about creating a foundation later I want to create something that we can because again if you look at money around um, the government grants I worked with a girl in um, Wales over the part lockdown they couldn't give money away to women in business and they were like we've got all these funds and none of the women are taking on board they wouldn't do it and I said to them it's because the investment strategy that you're using with women is wrong Women don't want to just take handout. They don't do that. That's not no. how we work. Whereas if you look at on um, um, uh, the uh, crowdfunding sites, women are the biggest players on those sites. And it's because the way that investment is created and the way it's done in a community, women will get behind. Yeah. So, again, that sort of level of the way that money comes into people has to shift and change. So, you know, I like the older style one where, um, you know, when you can sort of like you can pull money together, it goes into places like um, Bangladesh and those sorts of countries and all different countries where then, then they use it to create a little um, type of business and they're sustainable. Then the money goes back into the pot for the next person. Yeah. And, and that for me, again, it's another way of investing to go, look, hey, you can use this money now. It'll help you kickstart your business when you're ready to put it back in and then it'll go to the next person for that pot of money. And again, for me, that's a strategy that we're not embracing in the Western world. And, and yet it, it, it works. It works. It, it does work. Yeah. I, I work with Lendcare and, and I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it does work because people don't want necessarily, especially women, don't want handouts. No. They want an opportunity to be able to show that they can do it and that they can make their own money. They just need that leg up sometimes right at the beginning. Um, it's yeah. one of the reasons that I give scholarships in all of my courses because I think sometimes you just need someone needs to just believe in you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. they fly. And it's a it's a really big thing. 
you're so right. And the government do need to change how they're doing things, because if they did that, then there would be even more women creating wealth. And the more wealth that we create, this was one of the things that made me laugh over lockdown when people were having a go at me for making money during lockdown. Which oh, yeah, I that. making money. <laughs> like, like six months, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm making money over lockdown when other people aren't, but that's yeah. going into the economy because I'm employing people. People, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a good thing that I'm making money because it's helping everybody else who isn't making money. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah. people, the, the fact you pay for jobs and stuff like that just goes against people don't notice that bit in women it's like hello we run businesses we pay staff we have like teams that we work with and it just yeah whereas a man you wouldn't question it you wouldn't question it would you yeah it's it's a really interesting conversation and I'm not even sure that it's the men that are no, it's not no because I think when when I have a look at the people who online not in newspapers, that's always men, <laughs> but online <laughs> who are having a go at me for talking about money, it's always women. Yeah, it is, unfortunately, yeah. And part of it comes back to envy. I think part of it, there was definitely, unfortunately, it's like I was saying to someone the other day, um, you know, when, when you celebrate success, it's like a men will take you for a beer and a women will t- sometimes talk about you. Like, it's, it's just, it's sad, it's different, you know. It's like there's no, yeah, if you've got a problem and you want to deal with it, men will just have a beer and they'll deal with it. It's like, whereas women, it's like they might talk about you to someone else. You know, there's yeah. all that stuff and it's yeah. sad. And and that's why I struggle sometimes. In and, and the other disparity, so this is another controversial disparity I see going on, is only women can help women. Yeah, and what that about? drives me crazy. I'm like, I was told I wouldn't succeed online unless I only went with women. Really? That's what I got told. If I didn't build a community of just women, I'm never going to succeed. And it's because, and whereas for me, I want to help women work with men (laughs) because for me, the women are missing a huge opportunity, especially as we become more leaders, is that there's going to be a lot of men that are going to want to work with us. And unless you can understand and feel confident enough to work with men, you're in trouble as well. Like there's, it's a half a society, guys. And yeah. so I get tired of like these solid women. And I get women like like to surround themselves, they communicate better, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But for me, there's this big thing missing as well. Like, so the financial planner I'm working with, originally we were talking about just working with women because we're like, there's this huge opportunity for her to literally embrace all these wealthy women coming through. She would make them in. But she's like, Kylie, I don't want to do that. I want to bring women's energy into finance so I don't want to exclude men. I want to. I want them to mix and intermingle yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, "You're so right," because there's such this now total disparity also happening that only women can work with women. And it's yeah. like that's the other side of me that gets a bit of a bugbear. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it doesn't need to be that way. <laughs> I know it doesn't have to be, but yeah. But the most successful. And again, I sit there going, oh, "I could make my life so much easier if I just built a bloody community of just women." You know, um, and you do. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you need to make decisions. We're about to make a big one. That <laughs> is for the is for the values that you align with rather than the money that yes. you make. One of the decisions that we've always had is in GSD Society, which is my membership, is always been women only. And every time I've because I work with men in everything else that I do, apart from yeah. that one thing. And um, every time we ask the membership, you know, is it okay if we open this to men? 90% we get a no, like we'll open it to men. But eventually there comes a point 
where you have to make a decision that is based on your belief system over what your clients actually want to be able to change things, to be able to change things in the world. Um, And so that decision is coming for us in the new year. Yeah, it's interesting, um, isn't it? And again, and that's why I'm like, no, I'd rather grow smaller, play play the way that I do because that's what I do. Um, half my clients are men and I love it. I like working with them there. Sometimes I find them easier to work with because they just make decisions and they get on with it. It's like classic. Um, but again, and yet I can still have that passion. And this is the thing I got told, and I got told this by coach, oh, you have to work with women because if you don't, you can't, you know, you won't get your passion across, which is obviously my passion, my deep-seated passion to the side, is that women shouldn't struggle. Women got incredible gifts. They should make more money and they should do something different. But that doesn't mean I have to work with just men, just women. It's like, but yeah, that's what I was talking about. I can't possibly succeed if I don't do that. Which is it's like you're never going to get anywhere. It's like, what? And it's perpetuating a story mm. that we're telling ourselves over and over again. And unless something, unless we change it, it doesn't change. Like that's how the ripple effect works. So yeah. I'm glad that you're changing the way things are being done and you're changing the um, stereotypical way that people are thinking because that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. really. Day. This has been such a fascinating chat. I love. I know we could go on for hours, could we? we I don't even feel like we're doing a podcast. I just feel like we're having a no. chat over Zoom. We should have had a wine to go with it. We would have been yeah. laughing. <laughs> um, but I think oh. the biggest takeaway here for you guys listening is the more we embrace talking about money, the more we will make of it. Um, if we keep money being a taboo subject that we can't talk about because it's seen as sleazy or showing off. And if we keep judging people that are making money or aren't, either way, you know, we can't judge people on how much money they have, basically, whether they have less of it or more of it. It's exactly the same, judge people on people. Um, I think it's really good that things are opening up a bit more. I see more people talking about money online, especially women than ever before. And I want more of that because if we can show people that it's possible, and if you guys listening can show people that it's possible, then it just causes a massive ripple effect of more people making money and more people having the belief that they can. Yeah. And I think, like you said, always checking on your own behaviour. If you see yourself going to go, oh, I'm going to put a comment on that or I'm reacting to that, check in with yourself. Why are you reacting to it? That's me. So, you know, I'm very much like, you know, I always joke with you. I don't always send you a message back going, oh, you've done it again, bugger off. You know, we have a joke (laughs) about it. You know, it's like, and it's good because it's always a check-in for me. I'm like, man, she's that bloody one step ahead of me again. It's like, so I see it as as an inspiration. Um, you know, but there were times when I, I probably when I first started, I saw it as competition. Me it's too. interesting. And again, you shift in your own um, learning about yourself. And I think that's where you have to understand yourself. You have to go deep in your own value. And then you have to own your own reactions to things. Um, and I'm always now looking at going, why am I reacting to that? What's the trigger point? Why am I triggered by it? So it means something, doesn't it? For you, like Emily Williams once told me that when she used to be envious or jealous of people yeah um it would trigger to her a oh instead of feeling envious or jealous that means I must want something that they've got yes what is it that they've got that I now need to work towards and it was much more of a driver for her than envy or jealousy and that really changed things in me because I used to look at people and be envious and, and just feel bad for being envious 
And then, you know, and like, you'll do. Like, and we still yeah. sometimes, I mean, you still can't help but sometimes go, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but normally it's like, yeah, for me, it's a kick, it's a kick of myself. Cause then it's like, well, bugger that. I can do that if I can see it. So um it's funny, I was because I was talking to Emily not long ago about um, because she doesn't do much social media. And no. I, I was like, girl, you don't do social media. How do you build your business? And it's like she said, Carly, strategic partners, they get in front of other people's audiences. And so she said, stop, because I was obviously banging my head against a wall for not building a community like oh I don't have a Facebook group and I'm like oh my god Kylie just embrace it and it's like no I don't need to do that so I've got three strategic partners now I'm working with for next year you know and it's like that's it that's all I'm going to need to hit one of my goals and it's like so again just that shift in relation to instead of envying someone or like you said being being more curious about it it's more curiosity to go oh okay how are you doing it differently why are you doing that what did you do that for me should it should be what they spark when they see see success and yeah. that will change people's thinking and it does because once you get used to doing it it's like a habit isn't it you think yeah. differently about things and and you start thinking good oh, like I remember uh, when a friend of mine got a book deal and I'd wanted a book deal and I was like I really want a book deal I was doing nothing about it apart from saying I want a book deal yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> that person and then one of my friends got booked in and I was like envious for a second like how come she gets a book deal she got a book deal because she went after a book she deal. And I had to really check in with myself and go, you can't like compare yourself to somebody that's actually doing the things that you're not doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it made me change things. And then I got a book deal Yeah. because I changed the way I was thinking. And I think yeah. that's the best way to do things. Like, Yeah. It's always to ask, how are they doing it? What can I do? Do I want a part of that? If I do, how can I learn? They always say one of the old um, finance tests and money tests, isn't it, is you used to do it when you see someone in a car. That's the quickest way to judge where people's money mindset is. Um, you know, if you see someone with a car, how do people react? Do they react with envy? Do they react with, oh, what an idiot? You know, it's like, how do they react to someone in a car? And you know when they've got a shift in a mindset when they turn around and say, oh, they've got one, I want one of those. How do yeah. I get one? And they stop and ask the person the question. Yeah. You know, they ask them instead, what do you do? How did you get that? Like instead, and it's one of the fastest way to judge people where, where people are at with their money mindset. That's really interesting because like yeah. in the council estate that I grew up, whenever any of my family or friends saw someone come past in a nice car, their immediate reaction was, God, look at that tosser. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to the, what comes up. Yeah. Almost, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's all mindset stuff, isn't it's it? all money so mindset. Yeah. yeah. It's the quickest way to tell where people are at with their own money mindset is to watch how they react to it's funny, cars seem to do it. And whether you're male or female, it's one of those um, all things is that they'll react in different ways. So yeah, guys, to, if yeah. you're listening to this and you see yeah. a nice car, I want you to check in with yourself about how yeah. you're reacting. Does it make you want the car or does it make you say something mean about the person driving the car? Um, because it is an interesting thing. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure we're going to carry on this subject at some point in the future because I could talk about it all day. There's so many nuances to it, including... Um, how other people react to women having money. Um, one of the things that happened to me a short while ago is I went in a shop and um, bought quite a lot of things in that shop. And the owner of the shop, even though I was doing all of the transacting, walked straight over to Sam and asked him how he's making his money. Um, which is I was going to say, was it a pretty woman moment? It's one of my favourite moments when she walks back in the shop and says that you're on commission. Yeah. Mistake, big mistake. mistake. <laughs> I've had many of those moments in the last four I, years. It's always one of my favourite reminders. Yeah, it's like, yes. yeah, see, people judge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We will definitely come on and talk about that, that another time. Thank you. 
Um, it's been fabulous. It has been. Thank you for being here. And thanks, guys, for listening to our ramblings over money. Um, <laughs> if somebody wants to come and check out the things you're doing, I know you've got some um, great group programs and you've got some more stuff coming next year. Um, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, so um, obviously my website, KylieEnson.com, um, or just connect with me, connect with me on social media, have a conversation. I'm always about having conversations with people. That's what I love. Um, if I can help you, I'll help you. If I can't, I'll send you on a different way. So um, for me, to just reach out, connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, Kylie Anderson. That's, I'm always on there. Um, and then obviously on Facebook as well. So that's the best way, just to have a chat. Brilliant. If you want to be inspired, change your ideas, have a conversation. Go have a chat with Kylie. It's always yeah. fun. <laughs> it is <laughs> <laughs> okay guys thank you for listening you will hear from me again next week and thank you kylie for being here i'll speak thank to you bye thank you for listening to making money online with lisa johnson if you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online